Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, what's up and welcome back my friends. I hope your week has been good to you so far and that you're having a great day. Uh, If you celebrate Christmas, I know that that's just right around the corner here, so there's probably a little bit of extra stress in your life right now. I know that's often the case for a lot of people. If that's the case and you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, I would recommend just a few minutes to check out some puppy videos or some cat videos if you're a cat person. And if you're really not sure where to start, maybe consider looking up the Squirrel Olympics on YouTube. I promise you won't be sorry. Okay, so let's get right into today's chat. I want to talk with you about how to make progress toward your goals when you're struggling with your mental health. Being the holiday season, I feel like this is a good time to talk about this, not because we don't have mental health concerns other times of the year, but really just because the stress is extra heightened for a lot of people around this time. So it just feels like a good time to talk about this where it might be the most beneficial for the majority of people. Maybe I'm making some assumptions there, but let's just, we'll just roll with that. Before I get into any of that, I'm going to call out something really, really important here. It's okay to not be focused on goals if you're struggling with your mental health. In fact, it's okay to not be focusing on goals at all, regardless of your mental health. If you're like, nah, I'm good, I just enjoy this kind of content, but I'm perfectly happy just going on and living my life without any specific goals, awesome, you do you. What I want to get ahead of here, though, is the idea that if you're struggling with your mental health, that you need to be keeping your eye on the prize and making progress toward goals that maybe you have or have had. For anyone who needs to hear this, for anyone like me who sometimes just needs someone else to say the words out loud in order to believe it's okay, it's totally fine to put goals on hold so that you can support yourself and your mental health. In fact, there are some goals that I really don't recommend folks work on until they're in a better place with their overall mental health. Now, to be clear, I'm not a licensed behavioral health provider or clinician or anything like that, so I'm not going to go into too much more on that front, and none of this is intended as medical advice. But what I want you to understand is that within the scope of the health and wellness world, your mental health is a priority. And sometimes addressing your mental health concerns can be a game changer to then tackling other goals you may have. So all of that is the super important caveat to the rest of what I'm going to say in today's episode. Your mental health comes first. Now, you might be thinking, Sabrina, if my mental health comes first, then why are you then going to tell me about how to make progress toward my goals while I'm struggling with mental health? That is a valid question. When I say struggling with mental health, this is, transparently, a little clickbaity of me so that I can talk about the mental health component and the mental barriers that prevent us from achieving our goals. Meaning, this conversation is going to be about mindset and how to make progress. Because again, if you have bigger mental health concerns, those are a bigger priority than other goals you may have. 
I would argue that addressing your mental health concerns is a much bigger deal than trying to lose weight or get fit or whatever. But I also know that some people's goals are that they want to feel better or they want to have more energy. And I want to acknowledge that there's this inner battle, this inner conflict of wanting to go after those goals to feel better, but not having the energy and the mental capability to handle what that means. If I had to give an example of what this looks like, here's what I would say. I struggle with depression. I'm pretty sure that I struggle with anxiety too, but I'm not diagnosed with anxiety at this point. I'm also struggling with burnout. We've talked about this before. All of these things can make achieving my other health and fitness goals, even my business goals, extra challenging. Something I know about myself though is that having a goal of some sort helps me feel anchored. It gives me something to strive for. So today what I want to talk about is what to do if this sounds like you and if you've identified that anchor, that goal, and how to work through the the process of getting there in a way that respects the boundaries of your mental health or mindset struggles. When it comes to goals, one of the best practices is to start with the end in mind and work your way backward to identify the steps it'll take to achieve that goal. And This is for the purpose of identifying habits and behaviors, which are critical components to helping you achieve your goal. So let's break this down really simply. Let's use my goal as an example, which is to look and feel stronger, which I talked about in last week's podcast episode. I want to look and feel stronger, and I need to keep in mind these mental health struggles I have around depression, anxiety, and burnout. Starting with the end in mind, to look and feel stronger, I know that my fitness routine is going to be an important component and that to support that fitness routine, I need to be mindful of my sleep and nutrition habits. I also know that managing my stress is going to play a huge role in this because it plays into my mental energy and influences my sleep quality. These are a lot of moving parts, and it starts sounding overwhelming. One of the ways this comes up is the example of I'm feeling depressed, so I should work out because working out helps with depression, but I can't get myself to work out because I'm depressed. It's truly a frustrating cycle and it's really hard to break. This is also a really real example with me, so I'm going to add this to the mix. Here's what this looks like. My goal is to look and feel stronger. To do this, I know I need to practice certain skills such as prioritizing strength training workouts. This skill is further supported through practices such as creating and selecting a workout routine or program, eating foods to support recovery, energy, and muscle growth, and sleep habits and routines to support recovery. That's a lot of practices, so let's focus on just the workout routine. For each practice, it's important to focus on the daily actions. So for me, the daily action might be that I work out right after work. As soon as I close my laptop, I change my clothes, and I go out to the garage. On paper, this is really solid. It's not fully fleshed out, but for the sake of simplicity, it's a good start. But now let's throw in this struggle with mental health and mindset. It's basically winter. In fact, by the time this episode comes out, it will officially be winter. And that means it's dark, cold, and overall creates an additional challenge for managing my depression. Consequently, it's really not uncommon for me to get to the end of my workday and have nothing left in the tank. That means that instead of my workout, I make the most convenient food I have for dinner, I put on comfy clothes, and I plant myself in front of the TV. This is the difference between a plan on paper and reality. Reality can be a bitch sometimes. 
So let's break this down even further. What are the daily actions required to get to that point of actually starting my workout? To get a better understanding of that, I'm going to work backward and I'm going to outline even some of the most mundane actions. Bear with me on this. Working backwards from pushing play on a workout video, here's what that looks like. Bring up something to watch while pulling up a workout video on my phone. Take my phone and water bottle out to the garage. Choose what workout I'm going to do. Change my clothes and put on my tennis shoes. Close my laptop after finishing my work for the day. Work, work, work. Have lunch. Take Bella for a walk. Work, work, work. Eat breakfast. Work, work, work. Make my bed. Put on my makeup. Do my hair. Get dressed. Take my meds, brush my teeth, and put in my contacts. Take a shower. Snuggle with Bella on the couch while I do the daily wordle and give myself time to wake up. Put in my eye drops and take some caffeine. Hit my snooze button. Hit my snooze button. Hit my snooze button. And wake up to my alarm. Okay, I know that was tedious and sounded really strange in reverse. It's really wonky going through things in reverse sometimes because it just, none of it sounds right. But there's a few reasons why I think this step is important. One, you get a sense of all the things that come before whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. I now have all the primary steps that get me from the start of my day to the goal of, of working out right after work. If we were to do that in chronological order, I know that for myself anyway, I have a tendency to kind of skip over some of the smaller things because they are so habitual at this point that I just don't even think about it. So working in reverse really helps me call out some of those smaller actions. Two, you can identify the points in your day where things start to fall apart and you lose focus, momentum, energy, or whatever. The second one is especially important because it helps you pinpoint the daily action that you need to master before you can comfortably move on to the next thing. When I now work through this list chronologically, I can think to myself, okay, I'm hitting this news button a lot, so there might be some opportunity there to improve my sleep quality a little bit so I don't feel so tired in the morning. Mental note there. Then as I work through the rest of these actions, I realize where things start to fall off is somewhere around changing my clothes and selecting the workout. So rather than focusing my goal on doing the workout itself, maybe my daily action goal is instead to close my laptop and change my clothes. It doesn't matter if after changing my clothes, I make myself dinner and flop down on the couch because I still achieved my daily action goal of changing into my workout clothes. The trick at this point is convincing yourself or in this case, me convincing myself that this is enough, that this is all I need to do and let that be okay. The point is to practice this part until it's no longer hard. And this part takes however long it takes. You don't need to put a time limit on this step, whatever this step looks like for you. You know you're ready to move on when the majority of the time it's not a big deal, it's just what you do. Now, if you have the motivation to do more, that's great. If you don't, that's okay. I've heard mixed things about this though. I've heard that even if you have the motivation to do more, don't, because that sets you up for thinking that you always have to, even when you don't feel like it. I don't necessarily subscribe to this way of thinking, but I think it really depends on how well you know yourself and uh, what kind of actions or behaviors are common for you. Here's the thing. If you have the energy and motivation to do more, I think you should roll with that. 
if all you're able to struggle through is that one next step of that you're practicing, so in this case, changing into my workout clothes, then that's great. Stop there. The hairy part here is that a lot of people struggle with guilt around stopping at that point, so they force themselves to do the next step. This eventually creates these feelings of resentment or whatever toward this habit overall and is really kind of counterproductive. So I only recommend, you know, following through with the workout when you have the energy if you also know about yourself that at the same time the next day if you only have the energy for the one step that you're practicing, stop there and not feel guilty about not seeing it through, then that's okay. If you think that you're going to have that guilt and you're going to force yourself to see it through, then I would really focus just on the one action until you really have that down before you then start adding anything else onto it, even if sometimes you have the energy for more. Hopefully that makes sense. In the context of my example, this would mean that even if I had the energy to work out one day, that I would stop at just changing my clothes and I would practice that until it was easy and I felt ready for the next step. Because if I don't honor that and I have the motivation to work out the first few days and then I don't, but I feel guilty and then I don't again and I feel the resentment and I force myself to do the workout anyway because I've been doing it and now I'm going to keep doing it. Do you see the downward spiral? At that point, you really start building some of these negative feelings around what it is that you're trying to achieve and it's just not helpful for you. From my perspective, it's about the self-awareness and knowing your own behaviors. Personally, I don't struggle with this. I would be perfectly fine just practicing changing my clothes every day and working out on the days when I felt able to handle it and stopping at changing my clothes on the days when I just don't have it in me to take the next step. You do you. Now, once I've gotten to the point where changing into my workout clothes after work was as natural a part of my routine as closing my laptop, then I'm ready for the next step, which is to pick a workout. I would probably combine this with getting it set up in the garage too, but I'd have to practice it both ways to see what I needed and then roll with it. But again, I don't do the workout unless I really feel ready and motivated to. By this point, that may be the case more often than not. It's hard to say. Again, I would practice this until it felt easy. I know I'd have some barriers here, so while I'm practicing this, I might also be taking some time to explore workout options create my own program, set up timers, and things like that. Having a plan is a really important component to me, and I'd want to get really solid on this. The reality for me right now is that I'm working through a program that I really like on YouTube, the Iron Series with Caroline Gervin. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you're interested. I like it because it's really focused on strength training and not cardio because I'm not a cardio fan. I'm, I'm working on it. We all have our thing. That, that's my thing. I don't like cardio. Anyway, However, I'm almost done with this program, so in the meantime, I've been drafting my own workout program based on my goals and the exercises I like so that I have something I can transition to. I also have another YouTube program on standby so that I have an easy backup if I'm not happy with what I've programmed. Hopefully by now you're getting a sense of the actions that got me to this point. But now I want to throw a monkey wrench in there. I have laid this out as if all of it goes great and I continue to make progress. But what if that's not what reality looks like? Let's look at a couple of examples of alternative scenarios. Let's say that I try and try, but I can't get into the habit of changing my clothes. I'm tired and cranky by the end of the workday, and I know I'm not actually going to work out anyway, so what's the point? 
As a result, I skip the workout clothes and I go straight to the comfy clothes. This means that my next step, changing my clothes, was too big of a next step to practice. That's right. I said it was too big of a step. Now, you might be thinking, Sabrina, that's not a big step. What the hell are you talking about? Here's the thing. When you're struggling with mental health or mindset issues, even this can feel like a big step. Hell, some of you out there might be thinking you would struggle to make it even that far. And I'll talk about that next, I promise. For now, if changing my clothes was too big of a next step, I would start by just pulling out my workout clothes and my shoes. I wouldn't need to put them on, I would just need to pull them out and set them on my dresser. I would do this each day until I felt ready to actually change my clothes. Yes, it would also mean putting them away again, but I'm already in the habit of tidying my space before bed, so it wouldn't be a big deal for me. My point is, break down the process into as tiny of steps as are needed to get you to the ultimate end goal, or in this case, the ultimate practice that you're trying to establish, which for me is the workout. Now let's say that all of this was way too lofty and you struggled to just get out of bed. This is the reality for some people, so I want to acknowledge this. I'm not going to work through the whole process again from this perspective. However, I want to call out that sometimes when you identify where the catch is in the process, it may help you realize that it's time to reprioritize your goals or the practice that you're working on. For example, I might think that the practice I'm looking to establish is to work out after work, but if I'm struggling to get as far as get out of bed in the morning, which you can make the argument considering how many times I hit the snooze button, then that practice is maybe too lofty to be focusing on. Could I keep it that way? Sure. The problem with that is that there are then so many more steps to work through to get to that point. It can get really discouraging really quickly. So instead, if you find yourself in a position where you do have this bigger goal, but you're struggling with even the earliest steps of that process, understand that you can keep that bigger goal, but maybe set it out of sight for a little while and break it down to the next thing. If you're struggling to get out of bed, then maybe the bigger practice you're working toward isn't to work out after work each day. Maybe it's to take a shower or get as far as hair and makeup if that's your thing. Breaking things down into appropriate bite-sized chunks is important to overall success because it helps you focus on what's manageable for you at that point in time and mastering the basics first to get you to where you're ultimately trying to go. I'll be honest, the biggest challenge with this one might be handling the guilt and shame that comes with being at this point where just getting out of bed and showering is a struggle. If this is your reality, please know that you're not alone and that there's nothing to be ashamed of. Your struggle and your current situation and your feelings are all totally valid. What I will also say is that if this is where you're currently at, then these daily actions and practices can help. And I also encourage you to explore options for mental health support through a behavioral health provider. I know there's a lot of stigma around mental health care and seeking treatment and all of that. My hope is that someday we get to a point where scheduling appointments to support our mental health become as normalized as scheduling appointments when we have other physical ailments, illnesses, or injuries. I know it's gotten a little bit better since the pandemic as far as people reaching out for help, but I also know that there's still this reality of this stigma around mental health care. Ultimately, the advice that I'm giving here with the daily actions and practices could be helpful 
but I'm not going to sit here and say that this will help solve everything you're going through and it will be enough to help you feel like the best version of yourself. And my goal for you is to look and feel your best, like the most badass version of you. We're not all starting from the same starting line for this, and it's going to be so, so important that you start from your own starting line and not mine or anyone else's. If you start from someone else's starting line, it might help for a little while, but I believe it'll ultimately be unsustainable because there are other things going on in your life, in your head, and in your heart that need to be supported in order for you to get where you want to go. Here, I want to remind you that it's about quality of life. If your quality of life is not where you want it to be, I hope you feel safe and supported to take whatever steps are needed to start making progress. Again, I'm not a medical provider or otherwise licensed mental or behavioral health practitioner. I'm a health and wellness coach. I think there's value in all of these expertises working together to support your overall health and well-being. But I'd like to gently remind you that it does mean also seeking out other support as needed. Okay, I'm going to wrap up this conversation here, but I hope that this was helpful for you and that you feel comfortable taking whatever next steps are right for you. I'd love to get your thoughts on any aha moments you had during this chat, so please head on over to Badass is the New Skinny Facebook group to continue this conversation with that community. I've linked to the group in the show notes. You can also hit me up on Instagram if you'd like to connect. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, do something nice for yourself, Enjoy the Christmas holiday if that is a holiday that you celebrate, and if not, just enjoy the festivities of the season, and I will catch up with you next time. Later! Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on, and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram, Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Catch you next time. Later.